ML Nation, episode 21. Stay focused. Stay focused 100% uh, into your network marketing business, even if it's on a part-time basis. Really focus on that and build it. And you get as you get better, it gets easier, right? As you get better, it always gets easier. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm really excited today. Maybe I'm speaking a little faster than my normal New York speed because this is one of my best friends, Steve Schwartz. We have him on the show. Steve, are you ready to make this happen? Absolutely, Simon. After completing his military service, Captain Steve Schwartz transitioned into corporate America. Faced with the limitations of the corporate world, and after seeing his daughter go into daycare, Steve got started in his first MLM. In 2003, Steve was able to leave his corporate job for good and then made over a million dollars within five years. Since then, Steve has achieved a multiple six-figure income through MLM for over 12 years. In 2011, Steve began a second network marketing company and is currently one of the top income earners in the entire world in that company. Steve, is, as I know, is known for his awesome sense of humor and his get-it-done attitude. He currently lives with his family and three beautiful kids in Carlsbad, California. So Steve, I've just given ML Nation the brief intro, but please share a little bit more about your background and how you came across network marketing. Well, hey, Simon, I appreciate it. You know, you and I go really far back, and I want to just say, first of all, congratulations on your show. Uh, everyone out there, you are listening to someone who's actually done it, and uh, I've witnessed it from someone who just got started and uh, really didn't know a whole lot to uh, someone who made huge income and a great, uh, you know, a great business internationally. So that's who you're getting to hear from with Simon. Um, a little bit about my background. Uh, it'll take a couple of minutes to go through, but um, I think you might enjoy it. So, again, my name is Steve Swartz, and I'm a former U.S. Army officer. Um, I spent uh, my 20s uh, in the in the U.S. Army. My growing up, though, I grew up in college sports. So, like the show, like all the the, the football games that people watch on TV. The big schools. My dad was a coach and athletic director, so we moved around quite a bit. And so I grew up with a sports background. I played quarterback in high school for three years. I tried to play into junior college, and then figured out it wasn't going to happen. And was kind of lost on like what am I what am I going to do in college? And um, you know, I, I stumbled into the ROTC office at uh, the University of California, Santa Barbara. Didn't didn't really know what that even was, and ended up going to like a basic training, and then uh, took a scholarship and did. Uh, spent like two years in their ROTC training, which is reserve officer training for the U.S. Army, and that when you graduate, um, you become an officer. So the day I graduated from college, my new name was Second Lieutenant Swartz, and uh, I was an armor officer, which means tanks, and uh, I went to the, the, the initial officer course and then went to Korea. This was like 1994, and what, what I ended up uh, – uh, you know, spending a year there, uh, I got I went back to Fort Hood, Texas, from Korea, uh, and you know I had a lot of great experiences. I was um, in charge of second in command of over 300 soldiers in a uh, headquarters company for a tank battalion. Um, you know, all of those responsibilities at a young age are amazing, and you know it's pretty cool stuff that I was doing. You know, from like basically 23 to uh, you know 25, excuse me, to, to about 30 years old. 
Um, I found myself making, you know, slides for generals, uh, PowerPoints and that kind of stuff. And I said, you know what? I want to do something different. And by the way, while I was in the military, I was doing the things like buying the, you know, the Carlton Sheets, um, you know, no money down. I was buying real estate. I would attend Tony Robbins seminars. So my friends were like, what are you doing? And, you know, I'd run off to walk on coals with Tony Robbins, you know, at his different uh, different seminars. So I was always looking for personal development and kind of had this uh, idea that I wanted to make more income. So I got around real estate. I thought that's the way it was going to go. And so I had about three or four properties um, while I was an officer. Uh, and, you know, what happened is when I when I was getting out, you know, we're you guys may not know, but junior military officers are recruited pretty heavily into corporate. And so. You know, my friends were doing things like going into the FBI. Um, they, you know, I went to the job fairs. We're doing all those things. But one of the things that happened to me was I was like, well, what am I going to do? All right. I sold some real estate. My wife was pregnant, which is probably not the smartest thing to do to get out of the military when you're pregnant. But I was like, you know what? I got to do it. I got to get out. And I, uh, I remember reading the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And he said, you need you to own your own business. And I was like, well, okay, well, what do I do? And I wasn't sure. So I started, if you can imagine, a gift basket franchise. I bought a little gift basket franchise for like $3,500. Uh, then we bought vending machines for $5,000. And, uh, you know, I was running around. Here I am delivering gift baskets. Um, my wife's pregnant. I'm coaching, by the way, college football for free. I decided to do that at a small college outside of uh, outside of Fort Hood called Mary Hardin Baylor. And um, I was coaching football there, delivering gift baskets, chasing quarters around in vending machines. Meanwhile, my friends are like, hey, Steve, I just got into the FBI Academy. Hey, Steve, I'm going to law school. Hey Steve, you know what? I'm uh, I just uh, I just got accepted into Harvard Business School, and here I am doing this stuff. Everyone's like, "What are you doing?" So I was kind of like, you know what? I wanna I want residual income, and really what I was faced with, with a lot of people are faced with, is I didn't have cash flow that would replace my you know fifty thousand dollar a year army salary, and so I needed cash flow, and that's where. I kind of had started to look. I was like, okay, well, what do you do? And the Rich Dad book led me to a book called Multiple Streams of Income, which the author was actually in a network marketing company, Robert Allen. And um, I was like, wow, you know, he's saying this is a great stream of income. Um, I kind of had some baggage about network marketing because my friends had tricked me into meetings when I was in the army. And I, I, I was like, what is this all about? I wasn't sure about it. But when an author was like, you know what? This is a, one of the best, simplest, fastest ways to make more income. You know, he was speaking my language. I, I didn't, so I, so I was like, wow, I got to do this. And all of this was happening in a couple of months after me leaving, right? After I got out in like September, we're talking by like, uh, you know, January, I ended up getting a job at Dell Computer in Austin, big company. Most people say it's a great job. I took my first paycheck and actually got started in network marketing uh, on a very part-time basis. And that's really how I, how I found out about it. And that's how I got started. And I built it around my Dell um, salary, Dell my, my job, which I worked a lot of hours, crazy hours at Dell. And um, I ended up deciding that, you know what? Um, I don't need to do this gift basket thing. I gave the vending machines away, you know, chalked it up as learning experiences. And I really got focused on my network marketing business by going to their first convention, seeing them and seeing, seeing, seeing a company that was like, wow, this is a big company. Um, let me let me really focus on this, and um, I ended up, uh, you know, about a year. I started making some decent income, you know, three thousand dollars a month, and I had a three thousand uh, dollar week, which was more than my 
Dell's salary, um, you know, raise for the year. Like Dell said, oh, you got this great raise. I'm like, man, I just made more than that last week in my network marketing company. And so I, I kind of I, I, I built that around while I was working at Dell. I ended up making I was making like fifteen thousand dollars a month in my network marketing business. And, I, you know, I was making about seven thousand, you know, from uh, a month from my, my corporate job. And so in 2003, I was like, you know what, we're out, I'm out of here. So I just decided to I didn't make any grandstands or any, any big announcements. I just said, you know what, guys, I appreciate you letting me work here. And I went full time in 2003. And kind of the rest has been history. That's how I got started, Simon. So, Steve, I know you're really busy working at Dell. How many hours a week did you work at, oh. at Dell? Oh, well, you know, I was salary at Dell. And so, you know, what, what, here's what I would say to people. Don't tell people to quit their jobs too soon. I think a lot of people get, and I'm going to tell you about the hours. The hours were crazy. The hours were, I worked second shift. So that meant that I had to go to work and I lived an hour away at first. So I'd have to drive. I'd leave my house like two o'clock in the afternoon, drive for an hour down to Austin from, uh, from Fort hood. And basically, um, start the shift at four and then it was supposed to go to 1230, but we always had overtime. So I would be working till two 30 in the morning and then you're totally exhausted. Right. And so then I would be like, Oh my gosh, you know, I got to drive home in this little geo Metro horrible car. And, um, and I would be driving home, get home at three 30 in the morning, go to sleep, wake up, go listen to some personal development, go for a walk to get my energy levels going. And then I'd start making phone calls. And then I was, and then at night at Dell, while I was working at Dell, I mean, I couldn't go do hotel meetings because I was at work. So I would be inviting people on my way to work on on my way to work during the day, and then at my lunch break, I would just go eat my lunch for five minutes, sit in a parking lot, and just make like as many calls as I could do in forty five minutes, and then I'd go back. And I did that five days a week, every day at Dell, and you know that's how I got my six figure income part time. That's such an awesome story. You know, one of the things that people ask me often is how many prospects should you talk to a day? So with that crazy schedule, you made it happen through the nicks and crannies of the day. How many prospects would you be able to talk to on the way to work or in the parking lot? Well, you know, probably, you know, back then, you know, I don't know that I was counting how many I was trying to do. I was just trying to get work in. I was trying to get, if there would be some days that were so crazy that you're like, man, I just got to get outside and I would make two phone calls in 15 minutes. And that would keep me in the game, right? Because the corporate world and all that, I didn't want to go sit around with the managers and all that because they talk about gossip. They talk, they weren't moving forward. I knew my dad was a pretty smart guy. And he, what he did, it, you know, he still is a very smart guy. And what he, what he told me is, you know, that job you're doing at Dell, it's kind of like a waiter is um, waiting on tables. You know, it's not your career. You're doing it to keep income coming in, but you're really working on your uh, your big break, which to me was going full time in network marketing. So how many did I talk to a day? I wanted to get like 10 conversations a day if I could. OK, that's what I wanted to do. Not I called 10 leads, 10 leads and no one answered. I wanted to get conversations with people. So Ten. getting your um, colleagues for your weird. So you never really ha seems like you never had time to eat lunch with them or hang out with them, right? Yeah, well, I didn't really care, you know, like they were like, I was like, man, I, I'm the one that didn't have a great plan that got myself into what I call the matrix in there. And so, you know what? I really didn't care. I stopped when I did really well in network marketing. I stopped really caring what other people thought of me. And I think that's really like a, a thing where you're not like tied to the outcome of what's going on and you don't really care. Like if I call you and you think I'm a scammer, I don't really care. Like 
That's your problem. Hey, you know what? My, my intention is to help you. And, uh, and if you don't like me, well, whatever. And I used to be real caught up in all that. You know, oh, my gosh, what are people going to think? And that's what kept me really slow at the start where I really didn't do much for the first eight months in the business. I made a few hundred bucks here and there, but really didn't go all out. Uh, and, you know, and so when I made that decision – which was my, seeing my daughter go to daycare while I'm like kind of diddling around with my network marketing business. I'm like, you know what? Um, you've been doing this. I'm going to go, I'm going to hit it right now. And I told my, my wife was going to be working at this daycare. She actually was working there for like three days. And I was like, you know what? Forget this. And I said, you're fired. You're never going back there again. And um, I made like a thousand dollars that week. I said, you're never going to have to work there again. And I just kept that going. And that's when I started making really good money. That was about the first year um, I was working in, uh, in, you know, part-time on my network marketing business and working. And by the way, Dell also, I had to work Saturdays too. I mean, we had a lot of Saturdays where we would work and, um, it was crazy. I'm laughing. It's, it's so funny when you said that you, so you fired your wife. You said, you can't, you're not allowed to go back to daycare anymore. She's like, they're going to, but they're going to, she's like, but they're going to, they're going to, I was like, what? You're not going to need a resume. <laughs> Who cares? Like you're gone, you know? So forget it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So you have such a strong mindset. I mean, before you discovered network marketing, you talked about your friends who got into the FBI, gone to Harvard, in the business school. Did that discourage you or you just like, forget them, I'm just going to keep going and pursue my vision? What was oh, going through your mind? Well, first of all, okay, I was an, I, I grew up in sports. So, you know, if you played sports, a lot of times you, I think you have advantage, especially if you play team sports. And so, you know, you're, you got to practice. Like I played quarterback. That is like a lot of dedication. You can't just like walk out there, uh, the day before the season and start, you got to practice a lot if you're going to really be good at it. And so I used to work out with college athletes and, you know, I knew that you had to have dedication to get anything done. Then as a military officer, we don't lose, like we don't fail. You may beat us for a second, but we're going to take you out eventually. That's the way our mindset is. And so for me, um, you know, that strong background, um, and that strong background really kept me in the game, you know, kept me in the game. I was like, you know what, I, there's a times where I wanted to quit a little, I was like, oh my gosh, this isn't going right or whatever. But I didn't really feel like I had uh, another option. You know, um, the fact that I was listening to people, uh, in corporate that had been there, you know, so many years and, uh, and they were, they were really doing stuff. Matter of fact, when my first three weeks at Dell, they had a layoff. And um, I was like, they didn't lay us off because we just got there and they needed us for what we were doing. But I saw people that had spent 20 years in corporate America, you know, working at various different companies. And if you really ask them, they hated what they were doing. And now they got fired. Some of them had six figure incomes and now their incomes are gone. I was like, man, there's no way I'm going on this route. So so that really like made me, you know, uh, say I have to do this and I'm going to win and we're not going to just give up and, and quit. Uh, and jump into five different things or whatever, you're going to, you know, stick it out. And so, um, you know, that's, that's really my background on it. That's the, the, the mindset is make it happen. You know, that's what I, you know, that's my biggest thing is I would say is, you know, get it done, make it happen, complete the mission. You don't, you know, you think of it that way. You talked about quitting and the challenges. Can you take us back to one of the worst or most frustrating moments in your MLM journey and the, and the lessons you learned, because I think a lot of distributors, they they encounter challenges. They, oh, it's like the end of the world. They quit, and they don't realize it's like during the tough times is when you learn the most. So take us back to one of the worst and toughest moments in your in your MLM journey. Oh man, um, 
You know, I, I think there's a couple, right? I remember the one that really stung right away is, you know, here I am, Army officer, you know, with with you're thinking of all the, you know, duty, honor, country, all those things, right? And so I'm on the phone talking to prospects. And like, you're a scammer. And I was like, so, def- I was so mad. And I got like, I wasn't, uh, you know, I, I just would react like, like and not in a, not in a positive way, right? I couldn't repeat what I would say to that person, you know? And so um, I had to learn to say, you know what, let all that go. So that was one thing, you know, I kind of had to let my, um, you know, like ego and all of that stuff get out of the way. But one of the things is, is when I went full time, and this is really where I started working actually with you at the time, is I had been working with these people and you know, I figured everyone was like in the military. If I, if I, if I was in the military and I talking to Sergeant Johnson, I said, Johnson, hey, I needed to get this done. It would get done, right? Like, hey, you said you're going to do this. You would do it, right? It's not going to be, oh, well, you know, I, I didn't get around to it. There, it would have happened, right? There's just no way, right? And so, and so, um, you know, the people in the military were amazing, and they get, they, they were just awesome. And so, when I, when I went with all these, when, so then I'm working with people that didn't have that background, and so they would say they're going to do something, and then they wouldn't do it. Uh, they would say that, you know, I'm really building my business strong, and I'd go hang around with them, and they weren't doing anything. And I was putting all this energy and getting frustrated with people because, you know, I was like, why aren't they doing this? And you know what? It wasn't the company. It wasn't the thing. It was just the person wasn't going to do it. They weren't doing it. So I was investing my time with these people that really weren't deserving of it. And they actually ended up leaving. Uh, matter of fact, your sponsor quit and went to another company. And uh, that's where I looked down the line. I said, you know what? I'm going to find a winner down there. I called you, talked to you for a few minutes. And I was like, this is the guy right here. You know, I already know it. And so, um, you know, uh, and so I would say that, you know, that was frustrating, you know, oh my gosh, you went full time and now these people have left your team and oh my gosh. And you know, what's going to happen. And I thought, oh, all these people are going to quit and they're going to join some other company. And then my income's going to go down and I just quit my job. What's going to happen. And that, you know, what ended up happening is I actually started, I actually made way more money right after they all left. Cause they were just a bunch of drama, <laughs> you know, basically that's yeah. basically the truth. Was that was that one of your biggest aha moments? It's just like work. You have to work with the right people, and not with the ones that suck up your time, energy, and like sometimes, you know, you're working with these distributors. They say they want to do things, and they don't, and then you end up like wanting like after you talk to them, you want to like smash your cell phone. You know, you don't even want to talk <laughs> to them. Yeah, I know, man. We it, it is so crazy, and so um, yeah, absolutely. You know what I learned um, is that. And then it got told to me later by my really good friend, who's like you know one of the best people in all of network marketing, Tim Sales. Um, what what really what really it is is you know everyone wants the comp plans and all these different things and whatever, but what I realized is you have to invest in people, right? People are your asset in network marketing, and so you got to build the relationships. Not so much build the comp plan, but build the relationships with people and work with people that are deserving of it. And the best way to look at it is basically, you know, the, unfortunately, it comes with experience. My best thing is when I – the worst thing I ever do is when I go against my gut. Like, oh, that something's telling me don't do this, don't work with this person or don't do this. And I don't listen to that gut instinct. That's what's always, you know, basically come back to bite me. And um, so I would say, you know, the big aha moment is really work with people and help them become, you know – whatever the the people that want to make six figures help them get that done so. awesome um can you take us to the moment that you would consider your proudest in mlm 
Well, I mean, I'm here with you. Uh, one of them was, you know, seeing you, uh, you know, and all the things that you accomplished. Uh, you know, that was huge. And there was other people as well. Those are really cool things. And, you know, you feel like you had a part in it. Um, but I think recently, um, recently, uh, you know, uh, I started a new company about three years ago and didn't know. I mean, I started from scratch. I didn't swing over a team or any of that kind of stuff. I had to get back in the trenches and get bruised up on the phones and, you know, all of those things like that. And, you know, and, and so one, and then, you know, there's a lot of talkers, there's a lot of people that say they're going to do this and that, and they don't do anything or they come in and act like they're the king and all these things. And so I, what I've, what, uh, one of the, and so I just put my head down and went to work. And because I did that, um, I'm in a, I mean, I'm in a company that actually rewards the top leaders with, um, with basically a partnership. So you, you become like a, like an owner of the company. And, uh, and so this is called a founders club in my company. And so basically I got awarded that. I'm one of 15 people in the world who forever will share in the profits of the United States market. That's big. I mean, that's besides your commissions. I'm actually like a part owner, but without the headaches of, you know, being the, the corporate owner. And so probably that accomplishments, my best thing I've ever accomplished in network marketing. You know, one of the things I really respect about you, Steve. You talked about uh, when you started your second company, going from scratch. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw you. You saw, I mean, you had mentioned you saw me grow. I also seen you grow over the years as well. And I commend you for doing it the right way, but you didn't take any of your existing downlines over. Uh, and at one point, you were getting paid for from both of the companies until you sold you all the business, right? And so I commend you for that. I really respect you for doing that. Like you started the business totally from scratch. You didn't take your downlines over and uh, you did it the right way. So thank you for doing that and setting such a great example. Well, you're welcome, you know, and uh, I, I didn't see the point, you know, I mean, people were, you know, I thought the people were pretty much ingrained in what they were doing. And so, you know, they're not going to switch over. And you know what? I wanted a fresh start. I wanted fresh ideas. I wanted fresh everything. So, you know, um, there's more than just people. So if you're in a company, you're thinking switch over, whatever you're going to do, whatever, you know, like, you know, that's pretty, I've seen a lot of lame stuff over the last three years, having been in a newer company. Uh, and, you know, people getting bought into companies, people, you know, taking people in this company, that company. I'm like, you know what, just forget it. You know, if you're any good, you're going to be able to build it. And, um, and that's, that's basically what we've done. And so, uh, you know, it's, you know, and that's, that's just what happened. So, no, oh, I love you. I love your quote. If you're any good, you're going to build it. And uh, it's so true. And it goes back to your mindset about law of abundance, right? If you really believe it's law of abundance, there's tons of people out there who have never heard of network marketing. And if you got it, if you're really good, you can easily build it from scratch again. Well, that's, uh, I appreciate that. And so that's really the case, you know, and um, I'm not saying I'm the best. My gosh, I got a lot of things to work on. Are you kidding me? Of course. Uh, and we're always working on things. And sometimes we're like, man, you know, like I think one of the things that I learned from Tim Sales is, and, and actually I learned it in the military. You're really about one step ahead of everybody, right? Like, and you may look like you're the one there talking, but you know, you're up there in front and, you know, people look at you like you got it all squared away. You look all great. But meanwhile, the leader usually like, it's like the you know, you got all these things going on. You're not sure you're trying to make these different decisions. It's kind of like you see the duck just gliding across the, the lake or the swan, but underneath their feet are moving like crazy stuff's happening. Things might even be attacking them below and you don't notice that stuff. Right. So, um, you know, one of the things is, as you know, with my military background, really don't let people see you sweat. Right. Uh, and, 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 you know, 
and even if things are going not going great, you don't project that. You know, you you keep yourself positive, and uh, you know that is a, a huge factor in your success and also have a long-term, you know, long-term goal. Everybody wants to kick butt right now, but people don't like to pay the price. You and I, we paid the price. There's a lot of people that talk about network marketing that, 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 you know, that they're really not. We were actually, my organization was probably one of the first teams to ever build with the internet. I'm talking like two, and I, and I wasn't even the smart guy on it. There was other people that in our team. And then, you know, of course you guys came in and, and did it as well. But we're one of the first teams that ever really used the internet, but we actually built network marketing. We didn't, you know, trash network marketing and then pretend we're trainers and never really have built a company and then claim to be network marketing gurus. I mean, that all started in like the mid 2000s till, till even now people keep doing that stuff. And so I'm like, man, you know, and I've been around a lot of people. There's a lot of affiliate marketing. There's a lot of different things. There's a lot of ways that you can make income, but there's very few businesses um, that actually create a residual for you. And that's what network marketing does. And that's why it beats every single other type of business, in my opinion, is because of the residual income factor. You bring back uh, such old and good, good memories, though, in, in terms of building online. I remember we were building, uh, we were doing webinars before webinars would even work. Like people could even get like the audio, or the slides. <laughs> the slides would be fifteen minutes, fifteen, not fifteen seconds, fifteen minutes off. <laughs> yes, those good times. So, what excites you most about the industry right now? Well, there's a there's a lot of room for people. There's a lot of people that are looking for opportunity, you know, and uh, and they're still out there, right? People are still getting. I was just talking to a person yesterday, and you know, they're faced with the same stuff that's always been going on. You know, their 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 business failed. Their traditional business failed. Now they're looking at having to go back into the corporate. They're going to have to leave their kids. They have the same issues now than they had before. And so, um, you know, that's what's got me excited. Um, there's also some things that'll be coming down the pike. I don't want to give away yet, but um, they will definitely be. Well, I think you're going to see the industry change a lot in the next year, two years for the good. Uh, and again, I don't want to give anything away right now, but I do work with some pretty high. <laughs> high impact people. And, um, and so I think you're just going to see a lot of great things there. Uh, you know, uh, and I think our, our business model from network marketing, this, you know, profession is just, um, it's just going to get bigger. It's just going to get bigger and bigger. It's an easy way to get started in a company and started in an income. Uh, and I, I heard where it's going to be overtaking franchising as the number one way people are earning income. MLM is by 2024, somewhere in there. And so uh, I, I totally see that. So I'm really excited about that. We're still like a, you know, this, 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 this whole business model has been, you know, around for a while, but it's advancing. And uh, to me, it's the smartest way to make money. As you go towards the second part, towards the end of the show, some really quick questions, Steve. What was stopping you? You had mentioned about the, you had been approached by some friends about network marketing. Um, what what happened? Because I know you were turned off by it initially. So I think Ray Higdon talked about in a previous show that he was turned off by network marketers, but not but then but then got turned on by network marketing. Right, the industry is awesome, but poorly trained distributors is what kind of screws it up for people. So what was your experience like? How what stopped you? And what did your friends? How did they invite you that gave you that negative first impression? 
Well, I mean, they knew that I was like entrepreneurial, like minded, uh, doing real estate, you know, attending stock seminars. I mean, I was doing all these different things like that, you know, whatever I could do. And so they told me I was coming to an investment seminar. So I think I'm going to an investment seminar and it ended up being like this kind of a pep rally type situation where people were clapping and saying, you can do it. And I was like looking around, I was like, what the heck is this? And so, you know, being lied to, just be, just be straight up with people. So you can say, Hey, I'm working on a project. I thought you may want to see it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, when can I sit down and talk with you about it? And then that would be better and say, you know, versus tricking somebody, right? Tricking is what amateurs would do. And, um, you know, and then, you know, begging me to switch services and stuff like that. I mean, just, you know, it was just a little bit lame and uh, they were poorly trained. That's all I can say. And so, you know, the communication is going to be ultimately where you're going to make or break it in network marketing. What's the one habit has helped you become successful? Uh, one habit. Well, uh, consistency, right? Consistency and tenacity, like, you know, getting it done no matter what, but really uh, learning how to talk to people effectively. Uh, and some people are like, wait, I mean, you need to learn how to talk to me. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, like communication, really, right? Like, what do you say to a prospect? How do you, what do you do? You know, and, and my desire to become a really good inviter, that's was, you know, and always be working on that, even today, working on that skill is the reason I am where I am. I love that. The focus on the one skill. I really love that. Do you have a favorite success quote that's motivated you through the years or recently? <laughs> oh, man. You know, there's so many quotes. I just say, get it done by me. That's me. Just get it done. I love it. So there you go, ML Nation. Get it done by Steve Schwartz. You should tra trademark that. I'm sure it's already trademarked, <laughs> but anyways. And what's the best piece of advice you ever got? Um, focus, you know, focus on, uh, you know, I, I, I would say that a lot of people are scattered, right? You know, there's people that think they can build two companies at once. Doesn't happen. Probably nobody, but maybe one person's ever done that. So don't even think you're going to do that. Um, so the best advice is to focus all your attention onto this as much as you can, right? And be and and treat it as all the time, especially if you're not able to do it all the time and you have a job to go to, like at Dell. Like when I was walking around Dell and having to do all those things, um, I was doing that and I did a good job. I did a good job at that. We were leading our way in there, you know, and I did good. I did well at that, at that. But in my while I was there, I was always saying, okay, I got to talk to this prospect. I got that person. You know, I would be texting somebody. You know, this is way before even texting was really going on, but I was doing that kind of stuff, always focused, just really focus in on what you want and then put all your efforts into that singular focus, right? Um, you know, get that mission accomplished, basically. That's what you got to do. Everyone's a lot of people today are so scattered around. You know, that's the problem. I want to add something. Before I said that you had built and uh, had two successful ML in business, but ML Nation, just understand that Steve had built one up already and was basically on autopilot, six-figure residual income coming in uh, every Monday. The checks would just be coming in before he started his company. He didn't start two companies at the same time. So if you ever think about doing two companies, one for this product, one for that product, no, don't do it because it doesn't work. You have to focus. Steve, what's the your favorite prospecting tool 
that you use? Do you have one? Like, do you use like a newsletter, a webinar, online videos, or what do you do? I usually like to invite people to online videos. I'm not a big, um, because I grew up in this business, not being able to do presentations. I know some people just love to sit down at Starbucks and that's how they do it. And that's good. I'm not going to tell you to do that. If that's how your team rolls, then do it. Okay. Uh, you want something that people can easily do. So if I sit there and, and wow you for 30 minutes, Simon, and I can answer every question, you're probably looking at me like, oh my gosh, how do I do that? So I would rather um, invite people to look at information like a, like a video, a webinar. I would say use multiple tools, okay? Have your bread and butter, but have something that you can say, hey, you know what? Check this out and then let them look at it and then follow up with them and, and make sure you do follow up and set that appointment uh, the right time and then, you know, uh, make sure you're doing that. So. Online videos have always been what I've used because I can invite a lot more people to an online videos than sitting there and doing five presentations a day. I can get 20 people invited to a, to a video and follow up with them and talk to more people than you could. Matter of fact, part-time, I was out doing most everybody full-time. Let's just be straight up. It's because I had my time management down. But in those times, I wasn't like you know, checking my email and making a website. I was inviting you to something. I was following up with you, and I just stayed in that mode. Bam, bam. That's what I did. And that's what I still do now as you're building a new team. Hey, thank you for sharing that. It's about focus, ML Nation, focus. I see so many distributors, they're doing all these little things, but they don't make money, right? If you actually gave up everything and just focus on what Steve did, which is learning how to invite more people. And I love the way you said it. I think because I've, you know, you lead by example. You can do more part-time than, than most people do full-time. And you get paid by how productive you are in terms of how many people you can invite. It's all about the inviting and the prospecting process and focusing on that. So thank you for sharing that, Steve. Oh, you bet. Do you have a favorite app that you like or any online resources like a Dropbox, Evernote that you could recommend to our listeners? Oh, man, you know, I'm not super techie. Uh, I would just say that, um, you know, I use Skype every day to talk to people from, you know, Europe to all over the United States, different countries. And so... I don't know. I know that's old school a little bit, kind of now, but I would say Skype is what I use a lot. I use it all over the place while I'm driving. Um, matter of fact, while I'm driving, you know, because <clears throat> I live by Pacific Coast Highway and stuff, I help motivate people. I'm like, hey, check it out. We're at the beach. You know what I mean? And I'm like, they're like over in Ireland or something like that. And it's like, I don't know. I just like to do that because you kind of like, they get to see the lifestyle, plus you're communicating with them, plus you're, you know, you're always there. So I use Skype a lot. Yeah, I love Skype. It's much better than a phone call because you have like the face to face, and yep. uh, it's it builds and creates uh, builds on that relationship, the face to face aspect. Yeah. What's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Come on, it's, it, 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 this one will actually help you in your business, right? So if you're talking to somebody and they're not sure about whatever, because you know how people are, it's just the way it is. So, so one of them, it, the one that uh, turned my, you know, obviously Rich Dad was great, and everyone's talked about that book. But that one really spoke to me because Robert Kiyosaki um, was actually in the military. And a side note, by the way, I actually um, in my in my newer business, we actually I actually enrolled the guy that hired Robert Kiyosaki at Xerox. Can you imagine? He actually was like he has pictures of Robert Kiyosaki's wedding, you know. Wow. And so he's like, yeah, I hired him at Xerox, and um, you know, yeah, we were both in the Marines, and so um, you know, it, it, so. So I read that book and that resonated with me about how you need to think differently than than um, uh, and go back and read it again. If you read it a long time ago, back and go back and read, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and also the cash flow quadrant. Because guess what? He tells you you have to get a B, a B type business. 
Um, when I was in the army, I was buying investment properties, meaning I was going from the E quadrant employee to investor, not the right move. A lot of people got destroyed by that in 2008. So, so those books, pull that out. You want to go, and you don't want to be self-employed where you're the one doing all the work. You want a B quadrant business. There's three ways to do it. You make a big company like Dell. You know, most people aren't going to do that. And then there's, uh, but they could do it. Uh, then there's franchising, but I couldn't afford a, a real franchise. Uh, and then there's network marketing, which to me, it gives you a better lifestyle than someone that has a franchise and you can make more income and it doesn't cost as much. So that's all in the cash flow quadrant. So I would totally tell you to use that uh, and use that to your advantage uh, as an asset in building your business. And ML Nation, I know you love audio because you're listening to this podcast. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing free audiobook by Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki for free at mlnationbook.com. That's mlnationbook.com. And Steve, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Before we go to the million-dollar question, if you're an ambitious distributor who's ready to take your business to the next level, go become an MLM Nation Insider. Just go to mlmnationinsider.com, and you can join a select group of distributors who meet every week to discuss what's working in the MLM profession. As an insider, you also get a weekly live MOM training that you can participate on a webinar or through the phone. Online access to an entire archive training library. A mission into a private Facebook group where you can network with other motivated and successful distributors from all around the world. The opportunity to ask questions to one of the top MOM trainers. And you also receive a monthly newsletter with the latest tips and online marketing strategies mailed directly to your door. Interested? Simply go to mlnationinsider.com to learn more. Now let's get back to the show and to the million dollar question. Imagine you were forced to start all over again and you knew no one, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you would do to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Well, I already did that. I mean, of course, I knew some people, so I did talk to them. But what I would do is um, I would get out there. I'd go to meetup.com. I would start going to some of the meetups. There's a lot of those that are really good. And you don't have to go to ones that are like entrepreneurial ones. You can go to ones that are like certain things uh, that are your interest. Maybe you're into vegan cooking. I don't know. Maybe you're into... Uh, you know, stock investing or something like that, right? So whatever that is, you can go and you find people. And, and you got to realize the why meetup is pretty cool is because people have to get dressed up, right? They got to like put their stuff on. They got to get ready to go. And they got to go out and on a, on a weeknight. And they're there because they're looking for something more. They want to learn something. So that's a great place that you could start right there. And uh, of course, I'd have the skills to invite and learn how learn about people, so I'd be good to go there. And so I would just start there, meetup.com. Awesome. Steve, as we wrap up, do you have any last words or advice? And then uh, what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? Yeah, the biggest advice, everybody, is just, you know, MLM is the best. I, I don't care what you see out there. You know, I was sitting um, – uh, with, I was with somebody, uh, I was actually with, uh, Ray Higdon, right. And Ray's like, you know what? 
uh, Ray's a friend of mine, um, and uh, I was with him a, a, a few days ago. And, uh, you know, he says, you know, ultimately, obviously, I've got a lot of great businesses, and a lot of people have great businesses uh, as far as training materials and all that. But ultimately, he says, you know, my residual, the best residual I have is going to be my network marketing business. And so really realize that that is the key. So do everything towards building that. And if you want to make, um, you know, sales tools and all of that, from what you learn in network marketing, then that's awesome. Go for it. But don't make sales tools for network marketers if you haven't ever really made it in network marketing. I'm really over that, by the way. So um, so I would say focus all your efforts, build your company up. If it's not going well, find one that, you know, is that could go well, because sometimes you got to change things up a little bit, maybe. But stay focused. Stay focused hundred uh, percent into your network marketing business, even if it's on a part-time basis. Really focus on that and build it. And you get as you get better, it gets easier, right? As you get better, it always gets easier. And um, you know, if you guys want to connect with me, I've got a pretty cool website called militarytomillions.com. There's no company on there or anything like that. It's just something I'm doing for the military. You know, showing veterans how to uh, how they can uh, you know achieve success through a home based business, not just go to the corporate and go all those different things. So military to millions. That's T O. You know, militarytomillions.com. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you've been hanging out with Steve Schwartz. And so keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Steve at the search bar and the show notes will pop right up. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So Steve, thanks again for setting such a great example. You know, ML Nation is grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you. And MLM uh, Nation, Simon Chan, listen to what he has to say. He's actually done it internationally. I've seen him go from someone who was making like really hardly any money to making way more money. He actually out-earned me in my my previous company, which I think is incredibly cool. Thanks again, Steve. All right, everybody. Take care. Thanks for joining our show today with Steve Schwartz. You know, this was a really special show because Steve has helped me a lot. We've worked together a lot in the past. And um, believe it or not, his daughter was the flower girl to my wedding. So we were strangers, and next thing you know, his daughter is a big part of one of the most memorable events in my life. So if people say that you lose friends in network marketing, that's totally not true. Because if you do it the right way, you gain better friends. And in many ways, you gain your real friends. Because if those people are your real friends, they'll still be your friends whether they like network marketing or not. So thanks again for Steve. And if you liked what Steve shared, I love his attitude. Get it done. If you liked anything that you learned from the episode, please let him know. Go to the show notes on mlnation.net. Just type in Steve. His uh, show notes page will pop right up. Go to the bottom and contact him and let him know. Also, be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes because that's the best way to keep these trainings coming to your phone automatically. And if you like the show, let others know. Share it. That's the best compliment you can give us. Share on social media. Email it out. Let others know about it. Last thing before we wrap up, please leave an honest review for ML Nation podcast on iTunes. These reviews and ratings are extremely important. I'm not telling you to give a five-star or give the best review. What is important is it's honest. Let me know what you like or don't like about the show because I read every one of them. And the your feedback helped the show get better and motivates me to keep going. So that's our show for today. Thanks again for Steve Schwartz for such an awesome episode. And thank you for being part of ML Nation. And I'll see you on the next episode.
Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. 